0: Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show.
1: I'm very proud of that we solved this problem this way. OnePassword has support for two-factor authentication, and in the old OnePassword extension, one of the things that we had support for was you would go and pick your username and password, and we would send that out to the system. But we would also, if there was a one-time password associated with that, we would copy that to the clipboard for you automatically. Now, if you have a credential that is stored in OnePassword that has a two-factor authentication, and you tap on it from the quick type bar on top of the keyboard. 1Password pops up, you authenticate, and then we push a push notification that says, hey, your one-time password has been copied to the clipboard. It works better than it did before.
0: Happy iOS 12 Day! To celebrate the release of iOS 12, we are joined by Michael Fay of 1Password. Topics covered include what's now possible in iOS 12 for third-party password managers like 1Password, what 1Password is, who it's for, and much more. Michael is the lead developer for iOS and Mac and has some fun stories to share including the process for them to share with Apple what features they want to see included in upcoming iOS updates. Have a wonderful iOS 12 launch day. I'm really excited to discover what third-party developers have been up to, including those Siri shortcut integrations. As always, if you have feedback, you can send that to iPad at gmail.com. And as a reminder, you can support the show over at Patreon.com slash iPad Without further delay, here's my interview with Michael. Enjoy. I'm here today
2: with Michael Fay of 1Password. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks for being on. So iOS 12 is out today. That's when this episode's releasing. And one of the big things with iOS 12 developer-wise is this new password integration. So I wanted to have you on with 1Password and... First off, can you explain what 1Password is and who it's for?
1: Oh, absolutely. So 1Password is a password manager, and it helps keep you safe online. And the way it does that is it helps you generate Strong, unique passwords for every single one of your logins. So, you know, your bank password will be different than your Twitter password, which will be different than the password for the place where you order your socks online, because that's a thing that people do. It keeps it all safe behind a single master password that you've created, your one password. So, you only need to know one password to get in to all of your items and access all of your other passwords. By keeping everything safe and unique and strong, you can really get a lot of peace of mind out of that because if, if there's ever a breach at a particular website where you know you have an account, you know that the people who've accessed your information there don't also have access to everywhere else where you, in the past, maybe were reusing the same password or reusing variations of a password. You know, maybe your pet's name plus the year you were born in something like that. It's like, oh, that's got to be a strong password. (laughs) It turns out those are all terrible passwords. Uh, (laughs) This is where a lot of people got started, right? When People first get online and they create their first accounts. They're like, oh, I need a password. Well, I'll just come up with something. It's unique to me. And what you come to realize, especially in my shoes, where I've been, you know, now been sort of steeped in it for a number of years, is that any password that a person comes up with themselves is just inherently a terrible password. Like, it doesn't matter how great you think you are, how smart you think you're being or clever. It's almost certainly been done before, and it's almost certainly Something that can be cracked without too much trouble. So 1Password completely obviates that. It it generates your passwords for you. And they're long and they're incomprehensible. And ideally, you shouldn't know any of your passwords except for your 1Password, which lets you get get into everything else. Gotcha.
2: And what's your role with 1Password?
1: I am the Apple team lead.
2: Okay. For software development?
1: Uh, Yes, for software development. I run a a nice, tidy team of very smart people that, that creates both 1Password for Mac and 1Password for iOS.
2: Okay. And 1Password, you can access this data on Mac and iPad and iPhone, but also what, what are the other platforms out there?
1: Windows and Android and through our website, the web portal. We also have a command line tool. If you've got people that are doing uh, system administration and stuff like that, we've got Browser integration with Chrome that actually allows people to use one password in a Linux environment through their browser. There, one password is is pretty much everywhere at this point.
2: Okay, and the who it's for, using this in personal life as well as your work life, or what's the environments you see this in use at?
1: So one password is for everyone. It is both for people who use it in a professional capacity, who have information that they want to keep secure and shared among a group of people at work or through like a team style environment, but also for personal use and for family we really have products that are geared towards all of those realms from just you know a single person who wants to just keep their information secure for themselves to someone who they're in a family environment. They've got to get their kids access to maybe the Netflix password and the Wi-Fi password. And then separately, they need to also share bank information with their significant other to a team where they're sharing credentials for logging into different systems and and internal servers and and stuff like that. It runs the gambit. One password is truly for for everyone. Okay.
2: And with the family and business, when you create the password, you'd have options for who has access, that team or that person in your household. So... You have some stuff that's just for you and some stuff that's for other people?
1: Absolutely, yeah. You completely control who has access. By default, everything that you create in an environment like a family or a team is created for you, but then you can sort of share that out to different groups of people through what we call vaults. You can actually create multiple vaults, and each vault has its own set of permissions. In a team environment, it's kind of neat. You can create vaults where you've placed items that people can't see the password for, and what's really cool about that is one password integrates directly with your web browser. You can allow people to fill passwords into their browsers that they never actually see. So it goes straight from 1Password into their browser in a secure form. They sign in without ever having to know the password. It's a really, really neat system. But yeah, you can fully control who has access to what and what information you're sharing and at what level and what control they have over it and everything. And these tools are very intuitive and straightforward to set up.
2: Okay. You mentioned, I mean, these teams seem like one of the advantages over the iCloud keychain, which has been getting a little bit better over the years. But what other advantages does 1Password hold over the built-in keychain?
1: iCloud keychain is awesome. I absolutely love iCloud keychain. One of the things that it does really well is it starts to introduce people to the idea of storing their passwords somewhere and managing them. And especially with iOS 12 now, they've really ramped up their capabilities
2: and it will suggest strong passwords. Yes. And iOS 12 will actually also recommend when you update a password because you're using it everywhere.
1: Yes, absolutely. This is so great because it really gets people in this mindset of like, oh, I should be using a strong random password here. OK, I, I am being told when I'm using it in, in multiple places. One password really builds on that. And it, it's when you've gotten to the point where you've sort of grown to capacity in iCloud Keychain. You've done everything that you know you want to do in iCloud Keychain, but you want a little bit more. You want to share something with someone else or you want to perform a more in-depth audit, a security audit of your information. These are tools where one password excels. We integrate, for instance, with a service called Have I Been Pwned? And this service collects over a half a billion passwords through various breaches that have happened over the years online. All the passwords that have been leaked online have been collected by this one service. And now what one password will do is go through all of the items in your vaults and securely compare them against this collection of half a billion passwords. And if it finds any that are the same, it flags you and says, "Hey." This password that you're using has actually been breached at some point in the past, which makes it significantly less secure. So you should actually go and change it and and update it and use a strong, unique password.
2: Yeah, I noticed for one of my passwords in Adobe, I believe, gave me the red banner vulnerability alert compromised login. So that's how you find that you have this uh, database you partner with.
1: And that one, the Adobe one, that particular notification is a separate thing that we check for, and that's whenever a particular company has a breach. So a few months back Twitter had a breach and there's I mean there's there's breaches all the time. So right, yeah. <laughs> we don't need this we don't need to call out specific folks. We maintain our own database of companies that have had breaches. And so whenever a company is breached and you have logins for that particular company, one password notifies you and says, Hey, there was a breach at this place. It happened on this date. So you should go and change your password for that thing. Gotcha. And so those are the types of things where one password really takes it a step further than what you get in iCloud keychain.
2: And what other information can you store in 1Password? I know some people will store very private information in, say, a contact card.
1: Absolutely. We've got a whole host of different categories of things that you can store in 1Password. So the basics are you know, your logins, your usernames and passwords. We also allow you to store credit cards. The fact that we store credit cards is really cool, but we also hooks back into our web browser integration. So you can actually fill your credit cards securely from 1Password into a payment form on a website. Similarly, with contact information, names and addresses and stuff, we, you can store that. But it goes beyond that even. We also store things like passport information and social security numbers and outdoor license information. <laughs> that, it really runs the gamut. For instance, personally, I have my social security number In 1Password, along with my wife's social security number and both of our children's social security numbers. And it's stored in a vault that is shared with my wife so that at any given point, both of us have immediate access to that information. And it's great because I will never remember my wife's social security number, let alone either of my children. I'm sort of using it as a second brain where I know that things are securely stored. Yeah. I also keep my passport in there because when I'm flying somewhere and I have to fill out the little uh, form when you're landing, just pull it up on 1Password. I'm going to dig my passport out of my bag and all that information is stored securely right there. There's a ton of different stuff that you can keep in one password, and there's tons of different use cases for it. Gotcha.
2: Now, iOS 12, huge update for password managers like yourselves. What new capabilities are you now able to tap into?
1: iOS 12 was a bit of a Christmas morning for us when this was announced back at WWDC. And
2: you guys were totally shocked by this announcement as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So (laughs) I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. When iOS 11 was announced, they announced password autofill with iCloud Keychain. And it was super cool. We we're like, this is amazing. You could grab the credentials from your iCloud keychain and fill it into Safari and fill it into different applications that added support for password autofill. It was awesome. And it was the type of integration that we would want on a system. So we actually put together a whole proposal and we wrote up a bug report to Apple because that's how you communicate things that you want, your desires that you want Apple to change. You write it up in the form of a bug report and you submit it off to them. And so we did that last year, like, Right away, we put together this very extensive bug report. I mean, we had mock-ups in there of how it could work if one password was added to the same thing <laughs> alongside iCloud Keychain. And here's here's some mock-ups and some motion graphics. And look, at it, wouldn't this be great? It's amazing. And they said, thank you very much. And that's about all we heard.
2: <laughs>
1: and then, yeah, the WWDC this year, they're like, and password autofill for, for third-party password manager apps. And we were just completely blown away because it's almost exactly what we asked for. It was fantastic. And so, yeah, let's talk about what what is actually there. Prior to iOS 12, If someone wanted to get information from 1Password into their web browser or into a third party app, they needed to bring up the share sheet. We'll just keep it to Safari for now to keep it simple. Yep. Bring up the share sheet and find the 1Password icon and tap on it. And then one password would come up and then they could you know, authenticate with touch ID or face ID or, or put in their master password, get their item out, and then it would fill into one password. And it was a number of steps. iOS 12, when you go to a login page in Safari, right on the top of the keyboard in the quick type bar, you'll see the information from one password. You'll see your username for this website from one password. And you tap on it and you authenticate with touch ID or face ID and your information is just filled in. The f- and it's like, Magic. The most interesting thing that that we're so happy about is that that you don't even see the One Password user interface. Like it's so fast and it works so well.
2: Yeah, you're a first class citizen. Right along iCloud Keychain, it Sad. feels exactly the same.
1: Exactly. Just that alone, Apple has taken something that people have become familiar with over the course of the last year with iCloud Keychain, and now opened it up to all the One Password customers to use. Is just fantastic. Like we're we're so excited.
2: How do you actually enable autofill passwords in iOS 12 for 1Password? Is there some setting you have to dive into to turn that on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you go to the Settings app and you scroll down to Passwords and Accounts, and there's a section in there for Autofill Passwords, and you tap on that, and then you just check the 1Password checkbox, and a little brief configuration user interface comes up, and once you're done with that, then you're all set. Your information has been taken from 1Password and sent out to the system to show you your usernames and, and for the different websites that you have logins for. And then you're good to go from there on out. And 1Password keeps itself up to date, and the system talks to 1Password whenever it needs a password.
2: Sweet. And then another option when you enable that is this clipboard notification for two-factor. How does that work, and is it any different from what the native iCloud keychain does for the two-factor copying around from SMS, I think it's from...
1: Yeah. yeah. So this is something that I'm actually I'm very proud of that we solved this problem in this way. One password has support for two factor authentication. Uh, One of the ways that you can enable two factor authentication for different websites is through the use of it's called a one time password. And it is a password that is generated using an algorithm from a secret that the website gives you. and, And it's it's all time based. So like your password now is different than your password 30 seconds from now. And it refreshes every 30 seconds. And so 1Password has had support for this for quite some time. And in the old 1Password extension, one of the things that we had support for was you would go and pick your username and password and we would send that out to the system. But we would also, if there was a two a one-time password associated with that, we would copy that to the clipboard for you automatically. Because the normal workflow for that is your username and your password are filled in. You hit login. Then the next thing is this the website says, oh, I see you have two-factor authentication enabled for this account please put in the six-digit code that was generated by the app your authenticator app well one password is an authenticator app and we've already generated the thing for you furthermore we've put it on the clipboard for you so all you have to do is tap in that field and hit paste and you're all set you're good to go so at first blush we were looking at this with password autofill and we're like ah there's no support for for our for our (laughs) two-factor auth code yeah like how are we gonna do this and then we're like wait a minute you know what One Password's never had before is push notifications. We've we've never, we've never just never needed to use that before, but I think this is the time. And so now, if you have a credential that is stored in One Password that has a two factor authentication, and you tap on it from the quick type bar on the top of the keyboard, One Password pops up. You authenticate, and then we push a push notification that says, "Hey, your one time password has been copied to the clipboard." And sure enough, we've put the thing on on the pasteboard just like we used to. And you can go and paste that in when you're prompted for it. It works better than it did before. It's one of those instances where because we were sort of design constrained, we came up with a better idea than what we had if we just sort of had the world open to us. I'm really, really happy with how it works. And so, yeah, if you enable notifications for 1Password, you get this feature of it putting your one-time passwords on the clipboard for you.
2: That's really cool. So my understanding is the iCloud Keychain, if you get an SMS, it'll show you whatever that code is in like the autofill bar. Yeah. But with 1Password... You can basically get rid of Authy and use 1Password instead, and it's a much more streamlined experience with this method in place.
1: Yeah, when you have your one-time passwords stored in, in 1Password, we can really streamline the whole thing. It's, it's really quite nice. And you're right. The way that Apple does it with SMS detection is really a separate mechanism. And right now, there isn't a way for us to tell Apple, hey, there is also a one-time password. Right. And that's something that down the road we might get. That's one of the things that we were, we're certainly asking for is we have support for one-time passwords. And I know that iOS, you have support for getting them from notifications. Well, why don't you give us a way to, to also return that information so that you can put that on the quick type bar when someone goes to fit log into a site. It's one of those things I can see as a very natural progression over what we're getting today with iOS 12.
2: Yeah. Any other iOS 12 features outside of autofill itself did apple add any other password type things in there was that the bulk of what they've they focused on for passwords
1: you know they did add a lot of great stuff that helps apps create strong passwords Uh, But that is sort of outside of the workflow that works with password autofill.
2: Okay, gotcha. So for creating a strong password with using 1Password, do you still have to go inside the 1Password app to create your password? Or is there a way to create the strong password, have it save within Safari?
1: This is another one of those instances where being a bit design constrained, we had to be a little creative. Apple has sort of this native support for creating these strong passwords. That is not something that was exposed to the password autofill API that we're taking advantage of. However, at any given point, when you're in the mode of filling out a username and a password field, you can bring up 1Password through the Quick Type bar through password autofill. And if you do that, we allow you to create a login right within 1Password, just like you've always been able to. So if you're going to a new website and you're registering for it, you can go to 1Password and fill out your information for that website and it will be returned back to that website and everything should be filled in. It does require sort of a trip through the 1Password sort of autofill extension, but uh, it is something that we did provide for, for this update.
2: Okay. Now, Prior to iOS 12, OnePassword password was pretty integrated with third-party apps. How did that integration work, and is that still in place? Is that the go-to way in third-party apps to use 1Password?
1: App extensions were announced. I don't remember what version of iOS that was, but a number (laughs) of years ago when password extensions were announced, I want to say it was eight. Goodness, it's been a long time. We put together a package for our fellow developers that said, if you want to support 1Password directly in your app, here's a very simple set of files you can add to your project and some images you can add to your project. And if the customer has one password installed in their device, you can actually show the one password icon in your login form. For us, it was so cool just personally using you know, downloading apps from the app store and logging in and being like, oh, hey, such and such added a one password icon. That's really cool. And so we did have a lot of buy in from third party apps because a lot of developers are one password users themselves. They sort of naturally added this to their own apps because they wanted to use it themselves. And we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of apps that that added support for this. With iOS 12, that still exists. And none of of that is going away. But there is a better way to integrate with one password now. And that is by implementing Apple's password autofill APIs within your app. From an app developer's point of view, it's very simple. You just define what website is associated with your app. And then on your website, you just put a file there that says, hey, I am who I say I am in my app, right? Basically, like the the app says that that I belong to this website and this website says that I belong to this app and the two communicate together and Apple uses that to say okay now I can show results for apple.com for instance in the quick type bar and, and it works really really well so any app developer can add support for this and it's been around since iOS 11 as we were testing our password autofill implementation we found a lot of apps that just worked very naturally with one password already but even if they don't go out of their way to add those couple of integrations we can still use one password in these apps because Apple has Made sure that when you tap into a username field or when you tap into a password field, it provides you with the option to also launch into the password autofill user interface and get access to your stuff that way. Gotcha.
2: Now, within 1Password, you're able to organize your passwords in the folders and tag them. How do you find yourself personally using folders or tags? I do don't okay. As
1: much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I'm but, always curious because I'm not a tag person. I know some people are, and
1: you know, I have a few items that are tagged here and there. We have an Apple Watch app, and the way that you get logins and information on your Apple Watch is you add an Apple Watch tag to your item. So I certainly have some items that are tagged with Apple Watch. Personally, for organization, I use vaults, and I have a number of different vaults set up. So I have my personal vault set up. I have the family vault that is shared with my wife. We have an estate planning vault, which in the event that like the worst happens. It contains all of our bank information and critical login information for different services that is shared with our executor so that they can get access to our stuff without having to call up every bank and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so and and I've got a death certificate here for someone and I need access to their information. Like now they've just got the login information. They can go do what they need to do. At work, the team account that we have for the 1Password team, we've got vaults for everything. I mean, we organize everything with vaults. So vaults are really the way that we recommend that everyone organize their stuff because it It's kind of what they're for. Vaults are the new folders, more or less. Even if I just have stuff that's just for me, I have logins that are no longer needed. Like they are for websites that don't (laughs) even exist anymore. And for some reason, I won't delete them. And we can get into the the psychology of that if you like, but I'd prefer we didn't. (laughs) But I created an archived vault that just sort of sits there and I throw everything in there that I know I'm never going to need anymore. It's really just sort of this personal organizational structure that you can set up however you like.
2: Now, are you able to drag a login from one vault to another to move it? Or how's the moving process?
1: On 1Password for Mac, you absolutely can. On 1Password for iOS, and particularly 1Password on iPad, this is something that we are hoping to bring soon. Okay. It's not there today, but it's definitely on our list. We definitely added alongside the iOS 11 release last year. There's a whole host of drag and drop support from the one password app to other apps. For instance, if you bring up one password side by side with a website, you can drag and drop the username and the password over there if you want. If you don't want to go the password autofill route. Mm -hmm. So these were some of the ways we wanted to take advantage of being able to get information easily out of one password and back into one password. So drag and drop support is definitely there and it's definitely something we're going to be making more use of.
2: And Siri shortcuts is there any use case for a password manager with Siri shortcuts I'm trying to imagine what would be even done there
1: So Siri Shortcuts is definitely one of those things that we've looked at, and it's just not something that we've taken the time to really take a deep dive on and say, yes, this is the use case for 1Password. We really focused ourselves into password autofill this time, but I can totally see us coming back to Siri Shortcuts because I think that there is a use case to be had there. That use case is only going to get stronger. Apple is really uh, taking us in this direction where apps and the user interfaces inside of the apps is not what's going to be most important. Mm-hmm. I think that especially for apps like 1Password, and you can see this with, with the password autofill stuff. I mentioned it earlier, the, the, the best user experience with password autofill is to not even see the 1Password user interface at all. And so I think that this notion of reducing the user interface that's presented to people is something that's going to continue. And you're going to see more things like with voice interaction through Siri and, and stuff like that. It's just going to continue to grow. And yeah. And so... I would say that the answer is is absolutely there's a use case there. We just haven't done anything with it. We have nothing to announce at this time, Sam. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
2: Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm super curious to see uh, what everyone does with it. Because I think as we see examples, well, it'll spur other ideas from other developers. And it very much needs to be in the wild for a little bit.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Any other features in 1Password we didn't cover yet that you'd like to talk about?
1: I, I do want to touch a little bit more on the notion of security audit and what we've called watchtower. You know, with 1Password <laughs> 7 for Mac that we released just prior to WWDC back in June, we pushed out this huge overhaul. If you get a chance to check it out, like you absolutely should. It's one of the greatest things we've ever shipped. I know that sounds a little hyperbolic. I was so excited about it as we were developing it and I was testing it out and I was finding all these different vulnerabilities I didn't know I had. Like I found passwords that I thought were great that were not at all. You know, we've also added support for things like passports and credit cards that are expiring. We let you know ahead of time so that you can make sure that you keep that information up to date, that you go out and get your new passport if you need to, or, or you know, make sure that your new credit card came in the mail and all that stuff is is up to date. We check for weak passwords. We check for passwords that you may have reused. And then again, all the the vulnerabilities that we check against sort of online breaches and stuff like that. It really is a game changer. And it's one of those things that until you see it put in front of your face with all of your information, here's all the logins for all your websites and here's everything that's wrong with them. It's very easy to just sort of be blind to it and just say, like, I'm sure it's fine to see that it's not. And then to have that be actionable of being able to go to a website, change your password and know now that it's unique and it's strong and even if there's a breach there that's the only thing that that they're going to have access to mm-hmm. it's really great one password has always been a tool that helps you stay safe online but this is like one of those things that we've created that really drives you to keep yourself safe online so i'm i'm really excited about it
2: and the watchtower update i'd imagine that's probably in the works for ipad or
1: it is, yeah. I cannot comment on rumor or speculation, no. but uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to be going to be working on that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. And for those that want to switch from iCloud Keychain to One Password, what's the migration path, or is there one? What's the best way to? Start moving over.
1: It's not as easy as I would like it to be. You know, we talk about sort of our wish list for iOS 13. If there was like an export all feature from iCloud Keychain, that would be fantastic. (laughs) There are some steps you can take. If you're patient, you want to sort of move yourself over slowly. You can keep iCloud Keychain enabled and you can continue to use it to fill in your usernames and your passwords into websites and stuff as you use them. And then you can actually use the traditional one password share extension that we talked about before. And it will grab that information from the website and you can create a brand new login that will store itself in one password, then you can transition over to using that, that information from one password instead. There are ways to do it. It's a little bit more work than I would potentially like, but it's it's definitely possible. You know, the other way to do it is if you're the type of person that knows your usernames and your passwords for some reason, you can just go into one password and just smack that plus button again and again and again and just create all your different logins and utilize them from there until you find a spot where maybe you you forgot one or you didn't realize that you had one and then you can go grab it out of iCloud Keychain. It's a little bit easier on the Mac because what will happen is, is as you are logging into different websites through your web browser, one password there will just prompt you every time you log into a website. If it finds you entering information into a website that you don't already have in one password, it will ask you, do you want to save this? Ah, uh, okay. And so the workflow on a Mac is really great for sort of building up that collection of information. On iOS, it's a little bit more of a of a manual process, but we're working on some ideas to to make that easier over time.
2: Gotcha. Now, from a security perspective, have you guys looked at how 1Password compares to iCloud keychain?
1: That's such a great question. It's one of those things where we don't necessarily compare ourselves except to sort of peek over the fence and go, those iCloud guys, they seem to know what they're doing. That's yeah, pretty great. And then we go back to what we're doing. But, you know, I could certainly talk to, to what we're doing. With the introduction of OnePassword.com a few years ago, we took 1Password from this app that Everyone had their information stored just on their devices, and you could decide to sync it through iCloud or sync it through Dropbox or sync it just over your local Wi Fi network between your computer and, and your, your devices. To now, we've got onepassword.com as the hub for all of this that keeps all of your information up to date that was something we were really really uncomfortable with uh, healthily uncomfortable with i think in the beginning which was we don't want to lose this idea that like we don't have anyone's information for the first 10 years of its life onepassword didn't like we had no way of getting at anyone's information and so when we introduced onepassword.com and the fact that it's sort of the default way of using it now we wanted to make sure that we held on to the spirit of still being able to say no we don't have your information and Before we even wrote a single line of code, like we really sat down with our security experts and we said, like, what's the answer here? And we created this thing called a secret key. The best way to think about the secret key is it's just a second master password that you don't have to remember, but it is coupled with your master password to encrypt all of your information to such a degree that it is computationally impossible for anyone to get into it. That's what we use to completely encrypt your information before it's ever sent anywhere. So nothing ever leaves your device in an unencrypted state. Furthermore, your master password is never sent to our website. We never have your master password. We never have your secret key. These are things that, you know, one of them is something that you know. The other is something that is created for you on your device itself. Because of that, that information is now completely separate from us. It's not policy. It's not something that's like, well, we've said that our employees can't have access to this stuff if they're doing customer support or whatever. It's like, no, we don't have it. Nobody has the keys to your information. The stuff that you've stored on our servers is yours. And that's it. Furthermore... It's all still stored on your devices. So even if, God forbid, like 1Password went poof tomorrow, <laughs> you'd still have access to everything in all your devices. There's no sort of like lock-in or, or anything like that. Those types of security measures that we've taken, and that's just one piece of it. You go to onepasswordcom slash security, and you can read all the steps that we take to protect yourself. And if you really want to go in the deep dive, there's a link off to our security white paper where we published everything that we do. With these protections in place, we were really able to hold on to this notion of, yeah, we technically, there are bits stored on our server that, if decrypted correctly, contain customer information, but like we just have no way to get to it. And so that the spirit of that concept of we don't have your info is still alive and well today, which I'm really, really proud of. That's awesome. Furthermore, we've enlisted the help of, of a group of white hat hackers through a program called Bug Crowd, where we've set up a series of challenges for people and we've said look we've got this service called onepassword.com we store we store everyone's (laughs) secrets here see if you can break in see if you can do these like we set up a whole series of challenges and if someone is able to get in and do something or or complete one of the challenges then we pay them for it i think the top prize now is a couple hundred thousand dollars i don't remember exactly the exact number i want to say it's like two hundred fifty-six thousand dollars or
2: something but an incentive for sure
1: (laughs) it's an incentive and that's the top prize like Get into someone's vault. It's Well, we set up not just anyone's vault. Like we set up
2: a, a friend's vault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We set up a specific target. And I think it's if you can get in and find a piece of bad poetry that we've stored in a secure note inside a vault in a particular team, then we will pay out like the top prize to know how you did that and what's going on. No one's gotten the top prize. I'm tempting fate with what I'm about to say, but I am fairly (laughs) confident that no one is going to get the top prize. And we've had people hammering on this. Yeah, this is an active bug bounty program. And it's just one of those things where do we want people to break in? Do we want people to find vulnerabilities in our system? Absolutely not. Are we happy if they do and they find it before someone nefarious does? Absolutely. This is the type of program that any anyone who's serious about providing security for people should be running.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Michael, for your time today. It's been great chatting with you and learning more about 1Password and this iOS 12 integration.
1: Yeah, this has been great. I really appreciate you having me on.
2: Where can people find more information about one So
1: you can download 1Password in the App Store. Just search for 1Password. It's the number one password. Or you can go to our website, OnePassword.com. Again, it's it's the number one password. You can follow us on Twitter if you want. We have a very active social team on Twitter that's running the, the 1Password Twitter account. If you play your cards right, they'll send you an animated GIF of something funny. Yeah, that's that's about it.
2: Great. Well, thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you again.
0: Thanks for listening to this subset of iPad Pros. You can find the show notes over at ipadpros.net. You can send your feedback to me at ipadprospodcast.gmail.com. If you email a voice memo, I'd be happy to include your audio in a future episode. I'm on Twitter at iPadProsPodcast. And as mentioned at the top of the show, I'd really appreciate it if you'd support me over at patreon.com slash iPad pros. Thank you for your time and attention today. Talk to everyone again real soon.